The chant is drill, baby, drill. He had such enormous fun that he called for another elephant to come. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. <laughs> I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes. Jet is a mess. And welcome to a Friday. Thursday, Whoops. Friday. Thursday, Friday. We got too excited about Thursday night football, and recording just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Sorry. It just didn't happen. There's not a ton going on. Let's be honest, right? I mean, they're only, the FBI is only investigating the former president of the United States, and one of his senior advisors has been arrested, and, or I guess he, I don't know, gave himself up. Whatever. I don't know. We're inside 60 days of the midterms. It's not like there's a bunch going on. But you know what? Actually, one thing did trump all of this. What was that? The Queen passing. Her Majesty. R. Her R. Majesty. P. Her Majesty. Um, it's it's weird talking about this in America because obviously we won. For those of you without, <laughs> for those about you without a library in your town, um, uh, we did win the war. Uh, for our independence, and that's why we're no longer part of the Commonwealth. We purposely don't Empire. want to be ruled by the Queen. Yes, yes, but they're also our closest ally. They came around, you know, after we kicked their butt, <laughs> they came around. It's like, well, let's just when be they friends. needed us. And um, um, I have, well, I've, I've, been lucky enough to go over to England so many times and yeah I have nothing but nice and fond and the other thing is you know I grew up in a house with a mom who enjoyed the royalty yeah enjoyed following it you know and um um so I've always I've always had like fond thoughts of the queen because she's always been one of those people who carried she seemed like it from a different era, right? She just carried herself with grace, no matter what. You know, just tried to rise above it all, despite what every other member of her family <laughs> seemed to be doing. I mean, my gosh, the nonsense that she's had to put up with um, through 96 years. And remember, this is a woman who, when she was born and growing up, um, you know, originally she was not in line for this right you know it's ironic that you know it was because of the the, the, the Wallace Simpson affair um, that Queen Elizabeth became 
I believe that this is correct in, in in line. And then it's funny that she's also had to deal with the um, least classy uh, attachment to this family in Meghan Markle. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but but anyway, well, you're forgetting all the drama of. Diana and Charles well, breaking that's what up. I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like everywhere this woman turned, someone in her family was making her life extraordinarily difficult for no reason other than their own selfish gains. Mm-hmm. And she's had to rise above it all. And there's that famous, it was 1992 or 1991. She, she wrote the, the Annus Horribilis. This very famous, you know, like she always has this like end of year letter. And she was just like, this year was awful. Like everyone around me was terrible, except my corgis and my husband. And, you know, I guess a few people of the staff who didn't try to screw me. I don't know. But what a horrible year because you're all horrible people. <laughs> what year was that? 1992. You should look this up. Yeah. 1992 Queen letter. That'll come up, right? Yeah, and this horribleness. Called 1992 a horrible year for the royals. Yeah, oh no, it's a Ugh, real thing. Behind a paywall. Terrible. Take a lap. They're apparently selling the original press release on eBay in case anyone uh, would like it. It's only $45. Okay. Yep. So it's, um, but, but I, I just have all of these, the, the, it, it's, she's just, you know, she's, she's one of those unique people that has had this remarkable life completely in public and the only people that have bad things to say about her are people who are attacking either the British Empire or like, they're like, well, you you didn't reverse all of the history of the British Empire, so I can't like you. You know, it's like, there's people looking for a reason to be negative or mean to someone who just passed. And it's such a disgusting look. It's a really gross look. This, this, oh, I need to stand out from the crowd, so I'm going to be contrarian. I'm going to say something negative about someone who really, so, it seems like universal. Everyone who knew her personally was like, oh, yeah, no. In public, she was great. But behind the scenes, oh, she was the best. It seems like, seems like behind the scenes, she was hysterical, Hmm. right? Quips, one-liners, you know, just someone who um, was thrust into such an unbelievable, unbelievable position at such a young age. And, you know, when that happens to someone and they also have the blessing of living a long life. You know, I, 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 I envy the perspective that she would have on things. And I would love to know how she 
thought about things privately or, or you know, looked at different things because, you know, as you, as you mature, as you grow older, and I say this as someone in my 30s, and as we joke on the show, you know, as we joke, you know, when you're 14, that's who you're going to be for life. We, you know, we joke that that's obviously not true. But you look back on it and you're like, there were things that 10 years ago would bother me that do not bother me anymore. Right? Mm -hmm. There's stuff you just, you learn to, over time, you learn to prioritize things and just go, okay, that is such small potatoes. I cannot... I don't have the energy to even worry about that right now. And, you know, she, just everything you read about her is just like, she seemed like this wonderful person who, you know, just, just had a wonderful outlook on life and kind of just tried to, Give that to everyone around her, and um, it's a real it's a real shame, you know. It's a real loss for the world that someone who clearly represented a, st a standard of how you're supposed to hold yourself has passed. Because I really think that at the end of the day, you know, she she represents a standard that's no longer in vogue. You know, a self-restraint, a, um, a, um, um, a mindset of, of true service. And, um, the example, the example that she set, um, you know, I, I, I think is going to be missed, but, but, you know, so it was, it was, it, it was, it was sad to see that news, but, um, it was, it was great to, um, um, it's been great to like read all, all of the history and stuff that you know I, I forget as a kid and and all that and um, you know it, and it's weird being in America talking about this because I think the biggest thing that's going on in our country right now is is in in, in this is for for us personally because uh, you know there are other but I think the the biggest thing that's going on in our country right now is it's what's happening to so many of our cities. And, and I'm not sure if there is a representation of life that is the absolute opposite of Queen Elizabeth the <laughs> second than Portland, Oregon. <laughs> Oof. Um, there, was, um, there was a piece in Powerline this week. Uh, I'm not sure of, of you out there who are familiar with Powerline blog. Powerline blog has been around um, forever. Um, I don't say forever, but years and years and years. I've met John Hinderager. He's a really cool guy, friend of a uh, friend of my former boss uh, out there in Minneapolis and Minnesota, I should say, fighting the good fight. Um, but a really great conservative um, blog with some great legal insights. And they, he wrote a piece this week just about uh, Portland R.I.P. And it was a Daily Mail piece. And earlier this week, the Daily Mail did one of their kind of exposés. They basically, what they did is they sent a photographer out. And they took pictures. Just walk around the streets of Portland, take pictures, come back. And it's just people who are just injecting needles into their arms and this and then smoking all, all sorts of nonsense and tents. And 
But the, the thing that you kind of walk, you, you take away from a lot of the pictures is, is you can't get around the city. You look at this and you're like, these sidewalks, you, 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 it's in the background, right? The, the thing that stares you in the eye is the needle going in the arm. The thing that you see in the background of the photograph is the fact that all of these walkways are completely obstructed. <laughs> completely obstructed. This is a town that is filled with trash. Well, Really, one of the cool things that I've seen in quite some time has happened. What's that? And that's someone suing the city of Portland, Oregon. Oh, what are they suing them for? You know, that's a great question. This is from the National Review Online. Disabled Portland residents sue city for surrendering sidewalks, sidewalks to the homeless. Amazing. Gonna read a little bit of the story for you. A 66-year-old woman who had a bottle thrown at her as she maneuvered around a Portland, Oregon homeless camp in her electric wheelchair. <laughs> a 62-year-old longtime Portland resident who relies on a wheelchair and a service dog who was assaulted, spat on, and sprayed with mace by homeless people in her neighborhood. A 47-year-old man with a visual disability who walks in the busy street to get around the tents and garbage that clogs the sidewalks in his Portland neighborhood. These are among the 10 plaintiffs in a class action lawsuit filed Tuesday in U.S. District Court that accuses the city of Portland of violating the Americans with Disabilities Act and Rehabilitation Act of 1973. According to the lawsuit, the city has failed to keep its sidewalks clear of debris and tent encampments and failing to ensure that sidewalks are accessible to people with disabilities and visual impairments. Hmm. The lawsuit seeks a court order to ensure the sidewalks are cleared and maintained and to force the city to build or purchase new shelter space. This is the brilliance of this lawsuit. This is the brilliance. The target is not the unsheltered people, John Lorenzo, one of the lawyers behind the lawsuit, said in an interview with National Review. We want them to be sheltered in a humane way. Our adversaries are the politicians who are adopting policies that only encourage what we loosely call the homeless industrial complex. Oh, shots fired. Yep. Oh, yeah. This, and, and we've talked about this on this show. In our experiences living in different cities across the country, and it's really, it's just a phenomenon in every city. Some cities are worse. Frankly, the West Coast cities are worse with the exception of New York, Baltimore, New Orleans, and now Memphis. Memphis is now the worst city in America. I was reading about this today, that that, that Memphis is like the worst violent crime in America now. Yeah, there's a reason we didn't stay there on our road trip. It's a horrible, 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 horrible place. I have nothing else to say about Memphis. Anyways, um, so this is what's going on in Portland, and this is brilliant, and that's what I think is brilliant about it. They're going to the liberal politicians and going, okay, you want to know what you're going to do to take care of the problem? You're going to shelter them somewhere. Clear them off the streets and shelter them. 
it's great because it gets all of the it, it gets all of the bleeding hearts on their side to go yeah you're right i don't want to have to step over needles i don't want to have step over poo poo i don't want to have to deal with trash on my sidewalks we should house these people who's gonna pay for it bleeding hearts don't care <laughs> the, the magic the magic money tree somewhere in portland Right. is going to do it. But that's what I find is so brilliant about this. And it's great. Uh, hopefully it works. Fingers crossed this works. But I truly think that this is, this is really, really, really a great idea. And I was just thinking about this. I was just like, I was reading about these stories and then the queen dies. And I'm like, wow. Yeah, that is, the, what is the absolute opposite of Queen Elizabeth II? Portland, Oregon's homeless encampments. There it is. And that's, and that's what we've been dealing with. So this is a story that we are going to stay on top of because it's something that impacts everyone everywhere. That our cities, and frankly, some of our large towns have been taken over by drug addicts. And you want to know who's helping to do this? Hmm. Take a guess. Helping to destroy our cities? Yes. And now our rural areas. Actually, they're trying to destroy our rural areas now. You mean besides the blanket, like, Democrats? Yeah, well, that's what I'm getting after. It's just Democrats, okay? It's just Democrats. Remember, this is the party where the slogan is, the road to hell is paved with our intentions. The Biden administration is set to spend $3.6 million to deploy vending machines filled with drug supplies in rural Kentucky, an effort the Biden administration claims will reduce stigma for drug users. Here we go. Make it easier for you to become so incapacitated off the drugs you're using that you can no longer be a functional member of society. Here's your block of government cheese. Enjoy your television. That's the idea. That's the plan. That's the only reason for this. The only reason for crap like this is to kill off people in rural red states and to make drug drug things more accessible to them. This is the last thing we need. And let me tell you, as someone who grew up in an area of the country where the opioid epidemic has been a complete, complete disaster for the area, a complete disaster for the area in New Hampshire, the last thing areas like this need are for people to be able to walk to their local 7-Eleven, sorry 7-Eleven, not say 7-Eleven, their local store, walk around the, the, to, their, to, their, to their local whatever. It's on the sidewalk, and they can go pick up whatever paraphernalia they need in order, in order to use the hardest of drugs. This is sick. Mm-hmm. This is sick. How can you believe that 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 the Democrats that well I want to rephrase that. <laughs> Katie, what party wants abortion with zero limits? The Democrats. What party wants uh, a euthanasia, no limits? Euthanasia of what? People self-suicide. Self oh, 
The Democrats. What party is handing out and making it easier for people to use the hardest of narcotics in illegal ways? The Democrats. I feel like you asked me rhetorical questions. I'm asking you a rhetorical <laughs> question because I want to I wanna also throw also something else out there. Because they're the party of public health. What's the other thing that the Democrats demand that we take, no questions asked? The COVID-19 vaccine. Your Honor, I rest my case. <laughs> Which it's Donald Trump people. got for them. It's killing people. It's killing That's people. That's the irony of the whole situation. It's killing people. Blood clots, folks. Blood clots. Look it up in the news. This is fact. No one's disputing it anymore. These blood clots are killing people. This is in the Epic Times this week. Coroners or, or, or uh, undertakers, they're finding these blood clots in people they've never seen before. Big, long blood clots. Never seen before until the past couple of years. Be careful, folks. You know, we've, we've had people that we've known who fly, who've been doing a bunch of flying Medical emergencies. You want, to know, you want to know what one of the dangers is? One of the things when you're flying, especially on long-haul flights, you got to get up and move around. You got to get your circulation going because sometimes your blood, blood can clot up. You can get this thing called deep vein thrombosis, mm-hmm. right? Well, what happens when your blood's already clotted and you're in the air? Not good. Not good. Call cardiac events. Just keep that in mind, folks. I just want you to keep that in mind whenever the Democrats are telling you to do something because of public health. These are the people that are making it the opioid. These are the people who are funding the opioid epidemic, epidemic in this country. And I feel completely comfortable making that accusation when I see things like the Biden administration spending $3.6 billion to hand out vending machines with drug paraphernalia. Let's end with football. Football. (laughs) Y'all, I'm so excited for football Sunday. Max and I are going to make garlic Parmesan wings, and we're going to make a new recipe. We're going to try to make pot stickers from scratch, which I'm really excited about. I'm really excited that you were talking there for a little bit because my mouth got dried because I got a little worked up. Uh, well, you're welcome. I talk 10% <laughs> of the time in this podcast, so I'm like using I it all like, up. I could hear the clicking. I hear, you hear that? Do you ever hear a... Sure. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, and... Self-conscious of it. We might try to remake this octopus carpaccio we had in San Diego. Mm. We'll see. TBD. We'll let you know on Sunday when we record the show if, you know, we're not in a food coma. It might be a Monday recording. (laughs) We might be moving to Monday, Wednesday, Friday during football season. We'll see how it goes. Um, So I wanted to to end with this because those of you who know us know that we are, um, let's just call it what it is. We're diehard football fans. Yeah. That's what we are. That's what we do. Uh, You know, even in the off season, it's... uh, there's a there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of football that's still still on the televisions and football content and whatnot. So um, I wanted to start this segment off with this. Okay. All right, Kate. Um, in the AFC. Can people even hear you? Your microphone's really fine. I'm sure they can hear me. I'm okay. pretty loud. I'm naturally loud. 
in the AFC. All right, who do you think is going to come out of the AFC this year? Um. Okay. Hold on. I need to look at the teams that are in the. I don't know that off the top. You just of my know head. football. Do you know fantasy football? <laughs> yeah. You know fantasy football. The AFC has the Bills, right? Bills. The Bills. The Bills. The Bills. Okay. Now so you're gonna, all in on the Bills. Now he's gonna ask me about NFC, and I gotta look this up. I gotta look this up, folks. NFC conference. I, I okay. So the NFC, the NFC is really yeah. Okay. Let's see. Um, the Rams are terrible. The Rams look so bad. The Packers have no one to throw to. The Niners have an inept quarterback. Sorry. Whoa, 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 whoa. Everyone knows that Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones, he's just going to dump off to Aaron Jones all the time. Sure. Sure. Um, I'm looking at this list. It's not very formidable. Everyone on this list is pretty, (laughs) like, flaws in all of them. Right. The Vikings, if they have a defense. The Eagles, if. I mean, the Cowboys, if Dak comes back, okay. Why? They, they're well. I guess it's just CD and Michael Gallup. I mean, I we're as we were talking this morning. There's like tier one of teams. It's just the Bills. It's just the Bills. And then there's like a small tier two, and then it goes Bucks. and goes. The Bucks. Yeah. Maybe the Bucks. The Bucks look like maybe the best team. Looking at this, maybe the Eagles, maybe the Niners. I don't know. Trey Lance. If they got if 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 they if they cut if they if if Shanahan ends up cutting bait early enough on on Lance and puts Garoppolo in, maybe the Niners can make a run at it. I mean, I think the biggest gossipy story of the NFL right now is what's going on with Tom Brady and why is he not showing up for things. And Max thinks it's because Giselle is putting her foot down. Oh, I, I, I for sure believe that she's putting her foot down. And I just feel like, come on, man. Just be a supportive wife. It's only six more months. You can't, you can't put your foot down now. It's too late. You should have done this four months ago. Well... You know, the ship has sailed. Listen, listen. As Giselle complained, Tom can't throw it and catch it. Okay. Well, <laughs> now he's got people who can catch it, right? He's got Mike Evans. He's got Chris Godwin coming off the ACL. He's got Julio Jones. I mean, this is the exciting thing about Julio Jones. Maybe, maybe they're just like Julio. You're going to be our red zone target because you've never scored touchdowns in your life, and the only people who understand that are former Julio Jones fantasy owners, because Julio Jones is notorious for getting like. 11 targets, 9 catches, 118 yards, no touchdown. You're like, how did this happen? You know what would be a, a more fun game for us? Because this is what? probably, I'm sure everyone that listens to us has already turned us off by now. Um, is the player you despise the most because they hurt you in fantasy somehow? I can go first. You go first. Max will remember this. Okay. In 2000 and. It was the first t- year of our league, 2010, 2008? 2011. 2011. I was in the championship, and I was going to win. And the person I was playing had Drew Brees, and he oh, was oh already winning. There was no need for him to stay in the game or keep throwing touchdowns, but he was so full of himself, he had to get four or five touchdowns in that game to get some stupid who-cares record, and so my team had to suffer the consequences. And so for that, Drew Brees will forever be on my S list. You know, I watched that game with that particular owner. We went to Red Hook that night, Salem and Kate and I. This isn't Salem. Oh, yeah. No, he had Drew Brees. No, 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 no. 
this was the guy who oh, played in our after. league for like oh yeah 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 one yeah. year and left. Oh, sorry, that was a different time <laughs> yeah. that Drew Brees got got you. Sorry, Drew Brees is the worst. My <laughs> <laughs> Drew Brees is the best. Who doesn't love Drew Brees? Anyways, um, who's your player? It could be someone who just like got injured and hosed you because you dropped him in the first round. So like I have the opposite because so my fantasy muse of all time is Matt Forte. I drafted more Matt Forte every year and every year it turned out wonderfully. Thank you, Matt Forte. You're terrible at this question. <sighs> the player that annoys me her got me the most. Um gosh, Tyreek got me. Um Okay, this is case in point why the hilarious slash weird questions are poised at me at the end of the show instead exactly. of max <laughs> because because i i mean i i mean yeah like tyreek has gotten me i'm not really a big fan of tyreek hill because in dfs every time i play him he gets nothing and every time i don't play him he goes off so probably not the biggest tyreek hill fan in the world if i'm being completely honest um okay we got one we're good yeah i mean peyton manning screwed me before but i got nothing but good things to sh- say about the sheriff um Omaha. 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 All right. We'll see you Sunday. Yeah, we'll see you Sunday. Or Monday. We'll see. Something like that. You'll have to you'll have to find out. Bye y'all. Bye. The chant is drill baby drill. It's just awfully good that someone with the temperament of Donald Trump is not in charge of the law in our country. Because you'd be in jail. Secretary Clinton. I say, America, stay out the bushes. Stay out the bushes! Jeff is a mess.